you travailed through the snow here today, decided to come and join us at church together. And I just am believing that God is going to bless you. So I want to say a big welcome to everybody that's here, as well as for those who are online. Again, my name is Pastor Todd, along with my wife, Jan. We are the lead pastors here at Eastside City Church, and we are just so glad that you're here today. I really believe this, that God has many things he wants to say. In fact, the Lord even put a word in my heart while uh, we were worshiping here today, and it was this, that many of you, many of you have really been seeking God and asking the Lord to come and move in a mighty way in your life and in the city and in, in the nation. And what I heard the Lord say as we were worshiping today is get ready for divine interruptions. If you want me to come and you want me to move, get ready for me to interrupt your schedule, to interrupt your sleep, to interrupt the things that you normally think you want to do. If you want me to come, be prepared because I'm coming to speak to you in mighty and powerful ways. Amen. Praise God. I believe God wants to do that. I believe God's here to bless people today. I was, I'm always so encouraged when we get to do a baby dedication in our church where we get to speak blessing over children, blessing over family. I believe that that's God's way and how he looks at us. And again, I wanna, uh, there were a few announcements here. I, I really believe that, that today is significant. We're gonna be talking about blessing in the service about the Father's blessing, actually, as we continue our series, The Father's Heart. Um, but I also believe that tonight is such an incredibly uh, important opportunity at this first service. We are really gonna focus on the, the, just the, the, the goodness of God. We're gonna focus on the sovereignty of God and who he is. In fact, tonight as we come together to, to pray, we're actually not gonna ask God for anything. We're just gonna bless our Father tonight. And I believe this, that God uh, is going to move in a spectacular way. And I wanna encourage you to, to, to look at what you're doing, to look at your schedule. And if there's any way for you to bring uh, yourself, your family here, we are kid friendly. Uh, we don't mind a little bit of squeak and squawk and all of that kind of stuff. We, we kind of actually enjoy it. It's music to my ears. I just wanna see people come because here's what I believe. I believe that God is about prayer and prayer changes everything. That, that prayer changes everything. In fact, sometimes I'm perplexed, so I gotta say this, that I see people have great needs, but I never see them come to prayer. I mean, the one person that can help you is God. So I wanna encourage you in this today, all right? Hallelujah, good. I know that you love me, right? Everybody loves me, encouraging you here today. All right, good stuff. Now, here's one of the things. I believe this, that most people love good surprises, in fact, I believe that people like to be surprised with gifts. I'd say most people. Are you, are you one of those people that likes it when somebody surprises you with a nice gift? Would you raise your hand? Okay, that's awesome. I think the majority of people. Now, there might be some here, I know this, that you'd prefer to have input into your gifts. You know, you're, you're, surprises are good, but knowing what you're getting is better. Some people kind of roll like that. That's okay. Well, I remember coming home from school one day. I, probably, I think I was about 12 or 13. And there was an envelope on the table for me. Now, the envelope said this, cannot be open until Jim comes home. Oh, okay. Well, Jim was my stepdad at the time, and the, the request was a mild challenge because I had no, no idea when he would come home. 
You see, Jim was a hardworking, self-employed drywall installer. He had his own business, and he, he, he did drywall. Uh, and, and so uh, he, that many times he'd work 10, even 14 hours a day. He just was a hard-working individual. Now, now, normally, you know, as a kid, when you're told you have to wait for something, uh, being told that uh, your parents are gonna be late or you have to wait to open a gift would be considered cruel and unusual punishment. You, you know what I'm saying? That's like, well, why didn't, why didn't you just not... Uh, Tell me you had that gift. But here's what you have to understand. Considering the season that we had all gone through, where my stepdad had been unemployed for almost a year, waiting for him to be present seemed a little bit more than reasonable. Uh, I, I grew up, uh, as in my child was it kind of in the middle, at that time was in the middle of the, the, the 80s. I don't know if you remember the recession that hit in the 80s where the interest rates went to like, 21%, uh, people were struggling to get jobs. Well, that was, that was what was happening. And so in our family, for about a year and a half, we were very much long on month and short on money. In fact, for that previous Christmas, the dinner we had had been provided from uh, a food bank. And so I, I always am so grateful for people that give to food banks, people that supply that. And I, and I say this to anybody that ha has need for this, there's no shame in that because sometimes that's just what we need to, to get forward and, and, for, and for, to move forward. And for Christmas that year, uh, we, didn't, we really didn't have any gifts. We were each given a, a stocking with about $10 worth of stuff in it. So his working was a welcome blessing even if the hours were long. So I waited and I sat and I, and I looked at the, what was on the table and here was that envelope that had been provided for me. And finally he came home. It seemed like an eternity, but finally he came home even though it was actually only four hours of wait. And after showering and eating dinner, I had to wait for that too. You know, you're just like, come on, man, eat faster, get cleaned up quicker. You don't need a shower tonight, you're looking good. Anyways, um, I was able to open the envelope. And inside the card, the, there was a card and it said, we love you and we're proud of you, son. It was from both him and my mom. And he said, here are tickets for all of us, including a couple friends to go to a Portland Trailblazers basketball game. I was like, whoa, that was like my favorite team. That was like the most incredible thing that you could do. Getting tickets to watch them play, I was just blown away that I had this gift. I was ecstatic that this blessing had been given to me. But here's the truth. This is what I wanna focus on today. Here's the truth. Every decent, loving father I know desires to bless his children. I, I believe that every father that doesn't have some big issues in their life, their heart's desire is to see that their children is blessed. And because of his perfect love, God, our father is not any different. He wants to encourage each and every one of you and bless you today. And that's why I believe today is gonna to be a significant message for many of you called releasing the father's blessing. All his, as, as his children, God's the father's desire is to bless each and, one, each and every one of you and to release his blessings so that you can walk in his blessings. Now, here's a quick little review of what we've talked about, though, the last few weeks. First of all, we talked about in week one of this series how God 
the Father sees us this way. He sees us as his chosen people, royal priests, a holy nation, his own possession because of our relationship with him through Jesus Christ. Because of this relationship, we have significant identity through our loving Father, God Almighty. Then the next week I talked about how because of adoption that God has adopted us, we are no longer slaves, but sons and daughters of the Most High. You see, sons and daughters have birthrights. They have authority and blessing because they're heirs and joint heirs through Jesus. That we're not just, just people that are existing in a vacuum here on the earth, but God has purposed us for great things. And thirdly, through adoption, we're no longer forgotten orphans, but favored children of God who, because of grace, can be secure in their relationship with God and others. You see, because of this, we don't need to strive for recognition or even affection because God gives it liberally to his children. You see, God loves you today. I want you to remind you of this and has provision for you and has determined to bless you. So the question is, is what is the father's blessing and how do we receive it? Well, to understand the blessing of God, the blessings of God, it's imperative that we understand the love of God. The prophet Jeremiah made this declaration in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse three, he said, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with unfailing kindness. Now we have to understand that the nature of God is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means his promises remain for eternity. The father's love is unconditional or a covenantal love for those who have received Jesus as their leader and redeemer. You see, the, the father's, uh, um, um, in the book of Genesis, when we, we study about, well, what is a covenant? God made a covenant with Abraham, promising that he would make Abraham a mighty nation to demonstrate his unfailing love and purposes through, that he was gonna be his representative. And so to seal the government, the government, to seal the covenant, sorry. Could use some things there too. God told Abraham to take a cow, a goat, a ram, a turtle dove, and a pigeon and cut them down the middle. Kind of gonna get a little bit gross here for a minute. And during the night, God in a pillar of file walked between all of the pieces of these animals confirming his covenant with Abraham. The message was this, that, that, that the message was that this promise was sealed by blood. And if God somehow failed to fulfill his promise, his covenant, he said, may I be divided and may I be gutted like these animals that were sacrificed. For God, the covenant was serious business. In fact, he looks at covenant, especially relational covenant, very seriously. You see, we are God's covenant people, initiated through Abraham and confirmed through the sacrificial death of Jesus. Jesus shed his blood, confirming God's covenant for that he will love us forever. Those who have committed our lives to him, God says, you are my children, you are my sons, and you are my daughters. Now, this is what sacrificial and unconditional love looks like. Giving away to others what is most important to you. That's what God did. He gave Jesus his son so that he could have relationship with us. 
Now for us, covenants and covenantal love can be hard to understand because we don't see many positive examples around us. You see, a covenant is a contract that can only be broken in extremely uh, um, specific circumstances. Marriage is supposed to be a covenantal relationship between a man and a woman. And it's not to be broken, except in this there are some serious breaches of the covenant. Actually, for the covenant to be broken, one of the people has had to do some things that breached what the covenant said your commitment was supposed to be to the other person. Promissory notes, which include phone bills, credit cards, and mortgages, are contracts or promises that we're going to pay regardless of other circumstances that come up in our lives. See, today people make and break promises regularly. They don't even think about it. In fact, they make commitments with no intentions of fulfilling them. So when God talks about his love being unconditional, when God talks about his love being something that doesn't change, it can be very difficult for us sometimes to understand what he really means. But when God says, I love you with the forever love, he means it. You see, because God has chosen to make us his covenantal people, his blessing is essential for us to experience the full benefits of the covenant. And God's blessings comes to us from his irrevocable commitment to fulfill it. Can I hear an amen to that? So I want to talk about blessings here for a minute. We're talking about the Father's blessing. So first of all, we know that the reason that God's blessing is something that we can hold on to is because of his unconditional love. But the giving of and receiving of, of blessings has been a very important part of biblical history. If you read through Genesis especially, you see that these blessings that were given by the fathers were very important. First of all, it, it signaled a rite of passage from one station of life to another. It could be for, from boyhood to manhood or from a pupil to a teacher and so on. The, the, these blessings were very significant to show that there was a graduation from one station of life to something that they were coming into or going into. But it was also a transfer of authority and responsibility from a father to a son. It was the preferred or positive method of how somebody was called to assume leadership. You see, positions can either be given or they can be taken. And the way, which is the way of the thief or the imposter. You see, God's desire for us to know the reason that his blessing is so important, the things that he has for us, the things that he wants us to understand, the things that he wants to, to, to release to us are things that he gives us. They don't have to be taken because the blessing prefers that or confers that on people. Thirdly, blessings are important because they release destiny. It spoke to future promises and blessings. It gave the recipient a, a sense of direction and purpose. See, blessings confirm the standing or the identity of a person. You probably know best for those who studied any part of Jewish history, you've probably heard of this saying of, of what, a, what is a bar mitzvah? Well, a bar mitzvah is when a Jewish boy turns 12 or 13. There's some different parts of it have a, the, the age of recognition can be uh, depending on the group, but that doesn't matter. But it's a, it was a ceremony that is given and is still given today to announce 
that a boy was no longer a boy, but a man. And what would happen after the bar mitzvah? Well, first of all, he was now allowed to teach in the synagogue. He was allowed to vote in the assembly and to speak to issues of the community. He was actually given a a voice. So before this, he was looked at as a little boy. After this blessing ceremony, now he was given all of these rights. But here's the other part of it. He was also accountable for his actions and responsible to be an example to others in his conduct and behavior. You see, he wasn't looked at as a little boy now. He was looked at somebody that people were supposed to look up to. Somebody that people would say, hey, this is an example of what a righteous man looks like. The ceremonial blessing was an essential step for a boy to be recognized as a man. I believe it's this way. Without blessing, it's impossible for us to move forward into what God has for us. According to Pastor Craig Hill, the leader and founder of Family Foundations, there are seven times in a person's life where God is determined to release his blessings. First of all, it's at conception. And the question that is asked is, am I welcome in the world? Then there's pregnancy, that we're called to bless our children even in the womb. And the question is, is there a safe place in the world? At birth, Will my needs be met in the world? Early childhood, who can I trust in the world? Puberty or the teen years, do I have what it takes in this world? Adulthood, what am I called to do in the world? And finally, there's even a blessing for those in their senior year, their golden years, am I still needed in the world? You see, the Father's blessing answers the most important questions of life and brings affirmation and validation to who we are because God has determined that he has great purpose in all of these stages of our life. Because of the Father's blessing, I believe this, we are expected to live differently, to be an example of his love and to release blessing to everyone around us. You see, God wants you to know today how much he loves you, how much he cares about you, and that he's here to bless you. Now, I got to say this, there are some misconceptions about what God and his blessings really are. You see, the Father's blessing is not about ice cream, ponies, rainbows, and lucky charms. Well, Pastor Todd, what are you talking about? Why, why, Why would you be saying things like that? Well, God does not wave a magic wand that he, because of our requests, And he's not like a a, a genie in a bottle that we can just go to and all of a sudden everything that we ask for or we want, all of a sudden God just like, poof, it happens. You see, there are Christians that believe that. And when I get saved, you know, we hear about how God answers prayer, the way that he does things. So if God is really blessing me, I've heard people say this and they've got shipwrecked in their faith many times because they're like, I prayed and I prayed and God didn't do exactly what I asked him to do. Well, that's not how the blessing works. We need to understand this about God. It says this in Isaiah 55, verses eight and nine. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now, some of you might be like, well, this isn't really that exciting what you're talking about, pastor. Pastor. 
Well, see, I believe this. The Father's blessing is not a promise that your life will be free from challenges and difficulties. It's a promise that he will be with you and guide you and direct you in every situation and circumstance. You see, his promise is that he's going to help you and he's going to help lead you through different things. And God actually understands the things that you and I need because he's a good father. And I know this, because he is all powerful, he can change everything in moments. And I believe that God's desire that there will be places in our lives where we see miracles, reliefs, and tangible blessings, things that we just, we couldn't imagine. And that's why we pray. And that's why we seek him because God is here and he wants to help us. But we have to understand that the primary purpose of his blessing is for us to understand who we really are, what our true identity is, and to release your purpose and your destiny. You see, your destiny is what? (laughs) To release the blessing of his goodness to everyone around you. You see, we're supposed to be dispensers of his blessing wherever we go. God blesses us so that we can turn around and bless others. Now to receive some of his blessing, here's the bit of a challenge for some, is that it also sometimes requires patience and preparation. Sometimes there's things that God wants to do, but it takes timing and it takes our character to come up to another level. Why? So that the blessing that he gives us doesn't destroy us. Sometimes people think, oh, I should just have everything now. Well, if that was the case, you, 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 we don't know how, if, if you'd be able to handle everything that God has for you. So what he does, because he loves you, he trains you and he prepares you. And sometimes he allows us to go through certain situations so that we can become stronger and more able to handle the weight of what God has for us to carry. You see, if he gave us everything that he intended for us right at the very beginning what could hurt us and might harm other people as well. You see, when we understand this principle, we're able to understand that growth, training, and and even correction are part of the process. So how how can I make this even more clear? Well, I'm a baseball coach. It's something else that I do. I've, I've done it for a lot of years. And one of the misconceptions that many parents have is when their kid comes on a team, especially when they're younger, is that Every kid should play every position regardless of what their skill level is. Now, I believe it should be the goal. I I like to see kids experience all of it, but here's the reality. It's not the wisest way to coach kids. Well, what do you mean, pastor? Well, my philosophy is I don't put a kid at first base or catcher until until I know they can catch the ball. (laughs) Or at least, listen to this, or at least safely defend themselves when a ball is thrown at them. Because see, to not do that isn't, isn't, isn't great. I mean, I, you know, I don't think it's that cute when the ball's thrown at Billy and, and, and Billy ends up having a baseball sandwich for that day. Because here's the reality, Billy, Billy probably will never want to play baseball again because Billy wasn't ready to play that position. And that's not very much fun. It's the reason we don't let eight-year-olds drive motor vehicles unless they're probably from Saskatchewan and live on a farm. That's a whole nother story. 
See, growth and training and correction are not always fun, but they're part of the blessing. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse six. It says, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as a child. What? Why would God do that? Well, God's discipline and delay in our lives is meant for our growth and our preparation. Because the Father loves us, part of the blessing includes correction or adjusting of attitudes or mindsets mindsets that could harm us or other people. But these adjustments help us to take on challenges because we know each challenge is something that we're meant to be overcome. Can I say this to you today? Whatever it is that you are facing in your life, Whatever you think is very difficult, and I believe that some people are facing some incredibly difficult things, God is here with you, and God's design and intention, not that he created the problems. Listen to this. God didn't create the problems that are in our lives, but God will use those situations if we allow him to, to prepare us for something greater. They were never meant to overcome you. You were meant to overcome them. See, difficulties were not given or not allowed to defeat you, but are opportunities for victory and promotion. Hallelujah. But here's what I also want to say. Why, what, what, is, what is it about God's blessings? I say all that, but God the Father, because he's a good father, God has good gifts for us, his children. James 1:17 says, whatever is good, And perfect is a gift coming down from God our Father, coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. See, God is not only a good father, he's a perfect father. He's the perfect father. And because he's a good father, he wants each one of us, his children, to experience his goodness. It is intention that we receive his blessings, his peace, his provision, his favor, his grace. Who would like more peace today in your life? Who would like to see more provision in your life? Who has some needs that you could use provision? Who would like to see more favor, that God would grant you more favor? That's part of his blessing. Who could use more grace as you deal with people and situations? Hallelujah. But they also include self-confidence. God wants you to be secure and confident in everything you do. That's part of his blessing. He wants to give you greater joy and wants you to know that he will protect you and watch out for you in everything that you do. Oh, God is so good. You see, as an imperfect father that I am, I wish I was perfect. I try to be perfect. It is my great joy to bless my children. I look for opportunities to give them good gifts. It used to be when I would go away on a, on a, on a trip that I didn't have my kids with me, the expectation is that I would bring them a present when I came home. They could hardly wait to, I don't know if they could hardly wait to see me or if they were just looking forward to what I brought back for them. But you want to know what I realized that over the course of, of their lives, the greatest gifts that I gave my children were not material things, but things that were much more important, confidence in who they are, a belief they can overcome any situation with God's help, a love for the church and his people, a belief that they are called to do great things for the kingdom of God. God being the greater 
And God being the perfect father has even greater blessings for us. The blessing God wants to bestow on us include much more than finances or promotion. I'd like whoever's on the piano to come up at this time. Because it says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. This is the Father speaking to you today. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You see, in his blessing is greater hope. In his blessing is bold confidence. In his blessing is a secure future. In his blessing is the ability to live freely. But here's what we have to understand when it comes to God's blessings in our life. For the blessing to be believed, it must be received. You see, we have to receive what God has for us. We have to grab a hold of what God is giving to us. It's not something that we can just do passively where we're like, yep, it's all good. No, God wants us to embrace the blessings that he has for us. You see, the blessing of the Father is available to all of his sons and his daughters. But in order to benefit from the blessing, we must embrace it. We must grab a hold of this impartation. It requires that we embrace God's goodness for us. And here's what we're going to do today. I'm believing that God today wants to release his blessing over our lives in a new way. I believe that there are some people here today that you have never, never been blessed by your own earthly fathers. Some of you are here and realize that there are places in your life where you are feeling like there has been some lack, like there's been some things that you haven't been able to understand or explain. I believe that God wants to fill in those gaps today. See, the Father's blessing can touch every part of our life and our being. But to receive it, you're going to need to grab it. You've got to grab a hold of what God has for you.